0: Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast, and thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today we have a guest on our show. I've mentioned in a few of our previous podcast episodes, Mandy, you've come up in those episodes. It's Mandy Gagliardi. Mandy started with us as a part-time employee and has grown to become the senior media manager on our student education team. Welcome to our show, Mandy. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's uh, looking forward to this and I'm um, just glad we got it scheduled today so that we can share your experiences with our audience. For the past several years, Mandy has been working uh, to design a digital learning platform for leadership development, and you've heard me talk about that platform. We call it the 9P. It stands for our nine principles that we talk about on this show all the time. Uh, Mandy is joining us today to discuss how the customer experience guides the development of the 9P, our platform. So Mandy, let's start. Will you start by explaining what has changed about the way people want to learn as you've been developing and listen to people who have provided input you know what's changed about learning it's an interesting question because um,
1: from an intuitive perspective I think that I probably I came up in the cusp of the change a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, when we take a look at the way that people learn today especially that um, 50% of the workforce that has just entered the workforce um, they grew up in a environment where information was just at the fingertips all of the time. Um, and it, it it used to be that when you had a quest for information or something that you wanted to learn, It could start with a question, but it could be hours, weeks, months before you could get to the answer to that question. And now you can go with one question and type it right into the search bar on Google, and Google's going to give you a million different answers in under a second. Um, And so interestingly, um, in preparing, and you can see I have my notes, I was reading a, a Deloitte study on really how things have changed in the learner experience. And what I found fascinating was not only is the half-life of a professional skill about two and a half to five years, but most employees only have about 1% of their work time to spend on professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way that we learn now with that instant information very much caters to that. Um, uh, But um, how do we build an experience that makes sure that the right things are there?
0: I think that's so critical because, you know, I I don't know about you, but if I need to know something, I'm ready to learn and I have a question, Mm -hmm. you know, I want, I want, I like the opportunity to search. Right. I like the opportunity to try to explore and find the answer. And I get really frustrated very quickly if I can't get to some type of answer that begins to make sense for me. Right. Right, Mandy? Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, I think that as you think about, so there's so much information out there. And we're trying to answer a specific question you know what 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 do we have to consider as we're developing those systems what do we have to consider as we help that learner manage that process
1: that's a it's a really good question uh, because what the, one of the hardest things to account for, it's getting easier, but is searching behavior. Mm-hmm. How is the question going to be asked and how do you build content to answer that question in those many different ways without compromising the content? Um, and I certainly don't put together content, but in taking a look at how do we build a system that we can teach the many different ways that people are going to connect to this content. Um, and so what we definitely had to look at and have gotten better and better at is not only having that initial raw search function that allows you to type in a question, but when we, when we build our content into the system, it's very intricate the way that we look at a back, the back end. and Say we have an article. We need to be able to tell the system in about 15 to 50 different parameters how it should connect to this content. by by topic, by which of the nine principles, by the type of content that it is. Is this a video? Because they may be typing in the word video and that's what they're looking for. Um, And then we also have to work with our content team to bring research forward that says this is, the bulk way that people are searching for this very particular type of information, and I learned a lot of that from the search engine optimization work that I've been doing. Right? Yeah, is yeah. Um, taking a concept, and there are now tools out there that will tell you that, what is the hundred different ways that have the highest volume of search, and that's based on user behavior. Yeah. So we're getting better and better at so that. There,
0: so we have we get to connect with some systems that are more intelligent than yes. we than we used to have at our fingertips. It's just a, it's amazing to me you know to um to just put a concept or a vision out there and for us to really you know discover how to how to build that user experience so i'm going to going to kind of talk about the okay. customer experience a little bit so how did how did that customer experience evolve during the development of 9p so It evolved quite, (laughs) I like to think back
1: to, before I was really even involved in more than just listening in on conversations, and I like to think back to um, where we started several years ago when our team started talking about how do we transform what we teach, what we go out there and teach, what is our area of expertise in um, how do we transform it to where we can deliver it and get it the nine principles practices in the hands of people who maybe can't afford to work with us in the way that some of our partners work with us, or maybe just aren't looking for the full experience. They're just looking for the resources. Um, And that's where we brought um, Erica callaway Carr in Mm -hmm. um, as the content um, development beast that she is. (laughs) And um, she, she started. By developing around one of our specific practices around employee engagement survey and um, rollout process, and she really started with a course like online course like approach using the, um, the 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 open source platform that we use for the teacher ready program, um, and uh, and that was really the first iteration of what later became known as nine P, um, and That's right. so. She brought that to us, and I remember the conversations. I finally, that's really when I started becoming part of the conversation and just listening to you and Erica and Robin talk, kind of in the background, listening, talk around now, how do we break this apart? And kind of what I think I heard the biggest challenges were were um, how do we forget about the traditional course? Number one, how do we forget about it mm-hmm. and really, that evolution started with your conversations around we have to be we have to be different. we have to break apart these resources in a way that doesn 't forget the connections and how they connect, but also pays. Attention to the fact that each individual resource has a skill to build, mm-hmm. and um, and how do we take that and move it into an engaging experience um, that still engages the user in an environment that's less human, and they can still
0: see the connections, right? Exactly. And they, they don't, you know. We know what the connections are, but I think you know, as working with the team, we know that that learners have to make those connections, and so when the learner is in our system. The learner's not necessarily saying, "Well, in order to make a connection, I need to do X, right?" But the system, what you all have developed, is that system is really helping that user. It has to be intuitive. Yeah, we
1: almost have to tell. uh, We have to tell them what we're telling them without knowing that we're telling them that. Um, and so, and we connect it by topics. We connect it by um, categories. And some of it's just very simplistic direction, like read this next, or mm-hmm. this this resource supports that. Linking is huge. Linking is huge in driving the user. And the uh, part of that evolution was in asking, like sitting down at each iteration and saying, okay. It always starts with a question that we don't even realize. Yeah. Just like just like <laughs> this morning when we mm-hmm. sat down and we started, we were trying to problem solve for a question that we had. And we said, well, what if? And then you, you take that what if, and you start traveling down that path, and it uncovers pain points. From those like experts like you out in the field who are listening to those pain points every day, yeah. and then we're able to take that and bring that back and look at systems that are already doing it well.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing you know I've learned is uh, sometimes you know sometimes we have meetings with very specific agenda. Sometimes we have meetings like this morning with questions that have more questions that then just create a discussion that none of us intended to have, mm-hmm. but that really becomes a productive discussion. So as we think about you know as we've listened to our users and gone into best practices and the research and combined our efforts you know there have also been some barriers right oh yes so you know what are the barriers? opportunities <laughs> opportunities that uh, we've turned into barriers we've turned into yes. opportunities for advancement so you know what have been some of those opportunities that that we've been able to to, to create a better environment for our users when
1: we went into development after i love this question because there's one that i can think of in particular but um when we went into development we very much and not wrongfully approached it as we're how do we do this for an individual user how how do we do this just at that individual point and in doing that we were able to concentrate on, yes, very much a user experience, but as we took it to market um, from the focus group perspective and even taking it to those partners that we work with the most, what we learned very quickly was that the piece that was missing was the development of a team, the development around the team aspect. How do we take those individual experiences and still bring it back to the team? Because we, what, what we're teaching isn't just hard skill, it's soft skill, it's yeah. soft skill, it's those pieces that, um, probably I would say have a greater half-life that make you successful in the workplace as a team. And so what we recognized very quickly was we've got to have an aspect of this system that isn't just around the individual learner but that they can come as a community of people who are learning the same skills at the same time and they can learn together and they can see what each other is working on and to a degree they can have a guide within their own organization helping build what those pathways might look like so that they can all grow together. We didn't really have that. They could have had conversations with it, but the system wasn't allowing for that. And so what we had to do is go back to the drawing board and kind of pull apart some of what we did and build an experience around a team, what we call a team workspace. We had individual workspaces, but a team workspace where they could have a team administrator and members and they could message each other and they could build collections, kind of like resource playlists that were very specific to what the team was learning. But that individual could still go to their own workspace and we wouldn't lose that and they could still develop around the things yeah. that were individually important to them. And... It seems simplistic, but in our standard of making the complex simple, we had to rip apart a lot in order to build back around that. Um, and we have an agile team, and we are we work with an excellent developer as well, yeah. and we
0: were able to do that, but it, it certainly presented some challenges. I think it did, yes. You know, I think what I always, when I talk about our system, the fact that we developed for the individual user meant that we started with personalized learning, but I think what you're saying yes. is we also realize that people aren't going to always learn alone, that they're going to have to build that team aspect to that. But we don't want to lose personalized, that we can build, have personalized and have that team learning and build that into organizational learning as well, right. you know, in a way that makes sense. Right. So um, that was a really, I remember as you we were going through that, you know, the team, you're right, had such agility and adaptability to be able to really listen to what are you what our um, what our clients and users needed in order to make that transition. So, you know, I'll, I'll end with this question, Mandy. How, how are we anticipating customer learning needs as we plan for future system adjustments? So what's the future? Well, um, first of all, the future just with... What we are tr-
1: trying to do is to make lives easier, not more complex. And so we have to build for... We have to be able to anticipate and build for what's next, what's coming next. We need to be able to meet the expectations of what the user is used to doing today, while also understanding the expectations of what the next level of technology and systems and learning expectations are going to be. Um, and I would say one of the greatest ways, from the people perspective, that we're anticipating the customer learning needs is by working with our experts, who are out there in the field, listening to um, listening to what the customers are saying every day but also just like we're teaching being constantly in a path of development and reading about what's trending and watching what the big players are doing, especially um, from a beta perspective, what I really like having a line in on is Adobe, Microsoft, um, Dropbox. If you're if you're kind of listening to what they're doing, you can see what they're working on for the future and how do we bring that back to um, to how we develop what we're developing today in a way that will work with um, mobile first learning and what's what platform is going to be trending and sometimes looking at those entertaining platforms too mm-hmm. right because yeah. people people it, it, people need and are looking to be entertained even with what they're learning and i think that we're absolutely doing that yeah. we talk about it all of the time mm-hmm. we were talking about it this morning um, you were teaching me about a, um, about um, mobile first apps and talking about them in a way that i hadn't even heard because you're out there listening to what people
0: are working with yeah. so we have to be listening all i the think time. so yeah you know, it's, it's so critical and uh, so much out there Uh, such a time of uh, all I think every year seems to be a time of change I just really feel like when we're in the learning and learning and building learning systems we're seeing quite an evolution um, and maybe even a revolution in the way you know that that people are going to learn in the future and I'm just so proud of our team and proud to be part of this team as we continue to explore that just so that we can continue to push the edges around systems and learning and helping people get to what they need in order to be better at what they do. Exactly. Uh, and, um, and I'm just so proud of, of you. I'm so proud Thank of the you. team. It's so great to have you on Thank you our show today uh, and look forward to having you back sometime. Me too. Thank you. In today's world, continuous change is the new normal, as we've talked about. Mandy and the 9P team know their work has only begun. As we learn more from the 9p user behavior and our partners, we'll continuously update and we'll continuously serve and improve our product. Our users are the people who are most important to us and so we're really building for them. As you go into this week and think about the demands of continuous change on your organization, how can you meet customer needs where they are? You might not do the same thing that we do, but you do something that works with other people. How can you meet their needs based on where they are and provide the best customer experience? How often are you listening to the people that you serve? What is the data telling you? And how can you adapt to a continuous improvement mindset? That's what we're all about, and I hope that just our example today provides you with some information that will help you begin to think about how you meet people where they are and provide them with the best experience. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you next week as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.